Hello and welcome back to the Conversation Hat podcast, a show for geeks, artists and terrible people. This week, me and Ben are pleased to welcome back our good friend and filmmaker, Richard Jackson. In this episode, we talk about some of our favourite books, we talk about whatever a Toby Carvery is, and then we have to come up with our own game show. Is it gross? Yeah, of course it's gross, because you've probably heard Richard Jackson before. He's a, he's a grubby little man, and he brings out the worst in us truly oh we also talk a bit about the uh, the film that we made type to your bleed it's pretty good i imagine you can just google type to your bleed and find information there you don't need me to go on about it anyway podcast podcast the conversation hat podcast now that we are recording i am prepared to sit here in silence while ben recounts if, no, because no, because if we do that, uh, you'll never learn. Are we recording now? Yeah, we are, yes. All right, good. Yeah, you know, good. I need to fill <laughs> this hot mic. I need to fill this hat with questions, so you guys talk amongst yourselves. Why the fuck was this not done earlier, Liam? Because we were in the pub. Preparation. Yeah, preparation, preparation H. Wow. <laughs> what even is preparation? It's a pile of cream. It's, it's a pile of cream. cream. Yeah. Okay. Preparation hemorrhoid. What I like in England or Britain is that it's just called <laughs> anusol. Yes. Yeah. Anus hole. There's no. Where does this cream go on your anus hole? <laughs> exactly. It's got anus and hole in yeah. it, kind of. And I had a doctor once try and refer to it as anusol, and it's like, come on. No, no, no. It's not like when your physics teacher calls it uranus instead of uranus. It's a cream for your anus hole called anus hole. There's no ambiguity. Like, no. This is this. It's not getting confused with anything else. <laughs> Oh, well, I hope there's a willy cream called Cockwipe. <laughs> that's, that's the best I can do. Oh, or no, cod polish. A, <laughs> um, there was a Jasper Carrot saying that how women have all of these beauty products and things, and men don't really have that. Or at least, like, not for the downstairs. We've got some face creams, mm-hmm. and, but that's pretty much it. Women have everything for all of their places. I'm really looking forward to Peeny Fresh coming out. Peeny Fresh. Peeny. Peeny. them. <laughs> I would release it in scampi fries flavour though, so it's, <laughs> it, it, it completely cancels itself out. Scampini fries. Scampini fries. It's really effective, but it stinks. Yeah. <laughs> you get you get very greasy fingers. There's a Cheeto dust one. Unpleasantly well. gritty. <laughs> gritty. Gritty. Yeah. Gritty no, applied to your. Nobody penis. wants a gritty penis. <laughs> Apart from possibly Frank Miller, you can have he that. Would, he would, he would that reboot the he'd reboot the penis to be gritty. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Miller's gritty penis. Frank, Frank Miller's gritty penis. I am the city. It is dark here. I am sad or something. I am a penis. Joke. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite bit of Sin City is I like the bit when it goes. The dame's eyes look like round circles, and she had legs, and they were like the night. And also, I'm a gun. That's my favorite part. That's my favorite part of Sin City. It's just really peerless writing. What one is that? I mean, that's all of them. It's every it's uh, every page of Sin City. The man was corrupt, and I've got a big coat, so I shot him in the willy, and now there's some boobs. I'm a knife. <laughs> 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 Sin City as a piece of work like for example there's a bit where it's just because it, it's so abstract and it's so minimal and there's like loads of black pages it's really decompressed and it's just lines and lines and lines and lines and lines and lines and you realise it's the kind of comic book version of panning across a super wide shot of a person in a prison cell and it's just kind of abstract really clever mm-hmm. 
it reads like it was written by a horny rock. There's like there's no other way. Who's like only read Ray- if an AI had only read Raymond Chandler and then seen some tits. <laughs> that's what it would write. <laughs> it's like but, it, but it's married to like really amazing visuals. So it's like oh okay you got this going on. But I always thought that scampi fries tasted a bit penisy anyway. <laughs> these these are a bit penisy, don't you think? Well, that's very, why I've got them. They're like, very smooth on the inside. They are. Unlike a penis, which is traditionally interior gritty. <laughs> if you know what the inside of your penis is... Write in. Write in. <laughs> Answers on a postcard. <laughs> to P.O. Box, why my peen be like this. P.O. Box. <laughs> why my peen be like this? Ah. <laughs> uh, CambridgeGov.uk. Oh, I thought it'd be BBC Television Centre Brick Lane. That's normally... Yeah. <laughs> Number one, Peenbead Like This Road. Do you, uh... Pembrokeshire. Do you ever wonder what happened to the self-addressed envelope as a concept? Yeah, no, the I SAE. probably do. I got uh, a self-addressed envelope. Self-addressed um, envelope? What's that? Well, all, all the things on TV, if you wanted something, you'd have to send them a self-addressed envelope. Oh, or yes. Or SAE, <clears throat> you know. What the fuck are they doing with all of the stamps? Well, That's you, a lot of money going towards the stamps for fucking Sending all your reason. shit back for Tia, wasn't it? Mm. I sort of wonder, sort of like, did SAEs end owing to like a program of inoculation? <laughs> it's like a vaccine that <laughs> like, like, sort wow. of like some kind of, I don't know, administrative herpes that was eliminated. Like, I do like administrative herpes. Administ- Hello, I'm administrative, administrative herpes. herpes. It sounds like a Douglas Adams character, administrative <laughs> herpes. Um, Jackson, I, I have real questions to ask you and indeed a hat full of stuff. Um, Settle a debate for us. What was the last good AGM you went to? Fuck a duck. Well, because I've done a bunch for work, so I, I don't even oh, remember. Sure. Like, so I've got two AGMs for work. Fucking AGM. <laughs> um, God, God knows, dude. Like, I've been to so many kind of like, oh, we're the National Gas Pipe Association <laughs> or whatever. Like, I, we produce vanilla coloured grey mulch and we're the largest provider in the world and we've got some steak. Look, let's wear a suit. Now, you're telling me that these organisations only need one meeting a year. <laughs> one, yeah, I know, <laughs> despite their vital work. I can't imagine they're very general at all. Fuck, well, why? Have you, could you, like, have you been to specific AGMs for work? <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah, right. No. Is, there's something very like um, I've, I'm out with my parents at a thing because they didn't want me to be at home alone because last time I ate all the glue so now I'm at whatever so now you're at an AGM now I'm at an yeah. AGM what related to your mum and dad's work no just community stuff usually sometimes like they're oh, okay. it's, a broad, it's a broad church stuff. isn't it the old AGM because um, unions have AGMs I've never been to an yeah, AGM for my union I've definitely been to a few union AGMs because my parents like my dad worked in in education for a while. My mum worked in uh, unions and stuff for a while. So, like, I'd always go to all these different AGMs. Couldn't tell you what happened at any of them, but that's a very real uh, part of my childhood. Yeah, my my mum and dad are both trade unionists, but I don't think either of them were high up enough to... They're more kind of factory floor than went to AGMs or anything. But I don't know. I suppose my mum must have... Like, no, I don't know. I do think AGMs are weird, because it's a very broad church. And I it's, like, yes. it's, it's a good kind of byword for dullitude, isn't it? Ha! Yes. Anyway, uh, related, uh, since you were last on the podcast, you put a film out, buddy. Uh, yeah, it's like, yeah, because we did it remotely, as I said in Cambridge. Fuck, yeah. I think that was before all of the uh, screenings and stuff. Yeah, mm. I think so. So, mm. um, to, to the film? Is it good? We, is this the podcast? This is the podcast. Is this the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> Are we actually recording? You didn't say go, you just asked me no, a fucking No, we've been recording for like the last ten minutes. Yes. I mean, what? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> the tone was so informal. I didn't yeah. know you were recording. Do we have fucking AGMs? All right, fine. What do you want to know? Yeah, I don't know why Liam chose to AGMs. talk about AGMs. I just wanted to know. That was from the other week. I wasn't like I didn't on. expect him I to was be just there. casually I... kicking back with my AGM thoughts. So, okay, fucking... so going back to AGMs because apparently that's a hot topic. <laughs> no, it isn't. We had a question. <laughs> we had a question in the house weeks a few days ago. ago weeks ago. What was the last AGM you went to? And I went, "What the fuck are you talking?" I, I didn't even like, know I was on okay. a show. <laughs> I was like, You've okay, coerced me. This is clearly something that the spy passed Ben. Hey, Laura, you've been into any good AGMs recently? Any good AGMs. And her reaction was exactly the same as Ben's. I was like, okay, maybe I'm the weirdo. <laughs> I just wanted to check. Yeah, you're three for three there, buddy. Yeah, three for three. Given that your parents wouldn't let you stay at home in case you ate glue, <laughs> they took you to AGMs. That does make you the weirdo. I've been uh, Laura. I've been coughing on a hot mic. I'm sorry. That must be awful to edit. I was, I was just chilling out head back here with all this AGM chat. Yeah. What do you want to know about my film so we can move on to your next question, which presumably about contract law or something? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't control the hat. What am I sitting here filling up he, questions? He said writing questions and posting. That's, that's not how it works. This is an oh, elemental sorry, elder god. This doesn't, this doesn't subscribe to our rules of time and space so. <laughs> of course I know I'm sorry I didn't mean to punch the illusion <laughs> in, in the tiny hat you bought for another film we did together <laughs> I don't know what you mean by that cool sorry I'm just punching <laughs> the illusion uh, yeah we made a film you can play some music it's won some awards it's called Touch Bleed you go to touchbleed.com you go check it out it'll be released on the internet probably in the future what's the point yeah what <laughs> need in, anything in type to your bleed Hmm. What is the point in that post? <laughs> Fuck me! <laughs> Jesus Christ! What? I think Liam's he's like the I like turtles kid. He's just fucking. <laughs> 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 what? Right. Good. Who? Yeah. Right. Risked their personal safety the most? Is that because I know who did? <laughs> <laughs> right I mean you should be on fucking channel 4 probably, I would watch the probably, show probably Liz Gallagher because she climbed into a contraption that was later revealed unbeknownst to us to be part of a fridge that had been sawed into yeah yeah, yeah. and there's also the time Someone unnamed forgot to put the nozzle on the fire extinguisher and we nearly brained someone with it, so we ended up not using the fire extinguisher. For was, an effect, there wasn't a fire. Was it you? Was it you? No, it wasn't me. Oh, that's it what, was, you, it that's was what you would say if it was. <laughs> yeah, no, as director, I just get to chew out people for their mistakes. <laughs> I don't go put nozzles on my own fire extinguishers. Are you mad? <laughs> I got told not to do that at the AGM. <laughs> <laughs> that was point two after... <laughs> After introductions and apologies. <laughs> yes. Surprisingly high on the agenda, that was. <laughs> <coughs> I think I was out that one. Cool. Yeah, yeah good. Yeah, I think you were. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is there a plan for uh, Type 2 Bleed being publicly released yet? or? Yeah, we've been online? approached by a network. Oh, yeah. Um, and then they didn't reply. And then uh, Executive Producer Bill, which I seem to need to talk to you about, has comes with another network that's so either it'll be hosted somewhere or we'll yeah. just put it on our YouTube channel cool uh, so it will get publicly released very much so because we work very hard on it and we want people to see it it's very good thank you I saw it, it. Okay, you seed it I seed it I sawed it, it with my eyeballs your eyeballs my eyeballs your best looking eyes yeah <laughs> for looking but other balls don't see very much <laughs> <laughs> very dark they down have there. eyes drawn on them yeah they didn't see Ben was one of a handful of people that didn't leave the cinema during Time to Your Blade good <laughs> some, some people did leave yeah they walked out because I 
because the things that preceded them, uh, preceded Type G Bleed, there was a thing about ghost ponds. There's a documentary about pond which, conservation. Which I, believe, I thought yeah. was going to be about, like, spirits. Like, people drowned in these ponds and, ooh, spooky. No, it's about ponds in farmland that get restored. Mm. And then there was something about climate change. Mm. And then there was something about trans people and gay people. There was gays and on the beach. then there was gays a the scary Russian video game <laughs> and blood and death. Yeah, so basically, unlike a lot of horror festivals we went into... And then I think it was something about Whitby. Yeah, we were in the East Anglian collection and most of them were quite worthy introspective films and yes. fiction from what I understand because I wasn't there mm. and when I saw one of the, the the top one I've seen it's like this is a documentary about pond conservation it's yeah like, it was very interesting but I not what I anticipated and apparently very beautifully shot mm. uh, whereas our film is a kind of comedy horror with jokes about babies being sick on things mm. and like kind of quite juvenile humour and I think lots of kind of white middle class couples came out for the nice Sunday at Norwich Film Festival and then they got our film. Yeah. You know. So I wasn't there. I would have loved to have been there, but I wasn't there. You know. Critically acclaimed. Critically acclaimed. Multi-award winning film. Yeah. I did, um, my friend Mark Price, uh, he directed a, a film called Colin that's like quite a, uh, 2009, quite a well-known zombie film that sort of blew up. And in a screening, I think, at Fright Fest, he watched Claudio Simonetti and Goblin walk out of his film. <laughs> If you're a fan of the zombie genre, mm. probably quite an upsetting image, yeah. you know, and that uh, always cracked me up. Mark thinks it's hilarious, but he's, <laughs> he's watched them leave. <laughs> so, yeah, okay, fair enough. Mm. Off you get. So some uh, Norwich ponces want to walk out of my film. They're not zombies, so whatever. They're not they're <laughs> goblin, so fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you, Norwich ponces. <laughs> <laughs> we could do, we could do a goblin film. Do you know any goblins? Do you know, I any, goblins? know any goblins? I am not going to answer that question whilst we're recording. Ah, uh, the goblin code. <laughs> mm. Goblin code for I know goblins. AGM. And your goblin name. And your goblin name. <laughs> ben, ben goes to the AGM. Yeah. There are AGMs and there's the, the AGM. AGM. The annual goblin meeting. That's the proper Used one. Used to be chaired by David Bowie, the late goblin king, but mm-hmm. he's, he's no longer with us. Claudio Seminity and Goblin, despite taking the name Goblin, are not actual goblins. They're just musicians. They're, they're synth prog musicians. <laughs> they're not goblins. I don't want to derail you, but do you want to put a question out there? Oh, yeah. Good point. Oh, <laughs> Did you know that Willem Dafoe was the first openly goblin actor? <laughs> Did you know Willem Dafoe has got a massive cock? A massive oh, cock. so big. Because like, there's that like one movie they had to get someone with a smaller wang in. Because no one would believe that it was his. I did, were you there when we were talking about that with Liz? Oh my like, God, no, yes. We were all sat in the same pub on the same table and we found the video. Take it, yeah, exactly. Because Liz is always like, yeah, he does. <laughs> she she yeah. knows. Right, right for this question. That, that video is a screensaver. That was between us singing songs from The Simpsons, I believe. It was. Pull a question out the hat and then say what it says. That's the whole point of this podcast. We struggling for questions. <laughs> Absolutely not. I'm really pleased with what we have here. Why? Read any good books. Which just makes me feel like I'm being chatted up by the hat in a really stiff way. Like I match with it on Tinder. We've got nothing in common. If you think about it, the hat is just a hole. <laughs> Well, that's so you can do all sorts. A of surprisingly that. open-ended statement, but okay. I don't. I don't want you to fuck the hat, <laughs> Rigid. I mean, it looks quite rough. You know, what I mean, it's made out Almost of that kind gritty. of pulp, gritty. Yes, like a yeah. like a scampy fry. It's, it's gritty. Like, 
If you scaled it up to be normal hat size, I don't think it would be an effective bowler at all. This is just, I mean, you know, it's the limitations of the audio medium. Like, what are people thinking about that? And the hat, I imagine, changes form and shape and size. Yeah, okay, nice. Being transdimensionally, nice yeah, well you know, done. Yeah, yeah but this week... you got eyes and tentacles it's and quite, It's quite a small hat this Tis. week. It is. Uh, have I read any good books? Yes, I have. Name three. Yes, I have. Name um, three. No, no, no. That was, he's answered the question. I have. Yeah, I have. And there's and no now, follow-up. Yes, I also have read good books. I can't read. Now, the very thing <laughs> Well, about, next question. Uh, uh, come on. You can write. Ben, this is a tangential podcast. We're allowed to yes oh, and the no, question. I can tell you a good book. <laughs> Sorry, I love that Liam goes, we're allowed to yes and in your immediate Stop it. Uh, no, <laughs> I can tell you about it. No, but fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I got a good book. Oh, okay. The book, I think, uh, there's a book called, well, the actor. Oh, my God. The actor and presenter. <laughs> oh, good Lord. The actor and presenter, Ross Kemp. Yes. Uh, who sometimes you might know as being on gangs. Other times he <laughs> briefly appears in EastEnders. He writes. <laughs> that is the binary. Yeah. Well, you know, the kind of divorced dad Tom Clancy-esque novels yeah. yeah he's got one of those called Moving Target Ooh. and uh, my friend Duncan uh, Rule was like oh you got this book's hilarious and it was like a, you, know, you know like I don't know if this still happens but you get books on Amazon that are a penny and then the shipping costs are quit yes mm-hmm. so yeah. I paid a penny for Ross Kemp's Moving Target Incredible. and there's a brief bit in Moving Target that I found particularly good where you know Jeff moving target or whatever the main guys yeah. you know, they're always called like Rex Bicep or some shit like ah. that like he comes to Cambridge to have a meeting in the University Arms Hotel of course and there's a passage that is somewhat like Rex uh, was going down the A14 decided to take the M11 because there's a quicker junction to take you to the centre of Cambridge to avoid most of the traffic and it's just this strangely partridge-esque what? kind of and it's not a thick book and I seem <laughs> to remember the font being medium sized <laughs> and um, yeah it's got this kind of weird obsession on kind of partridge like and oh Duncan Rule advertised the book to me because his fa- his favourite sentence was he picked up the MP5 and got out the Humvee and it's like oh that is really the Toby Carvery of sentences it? it's got everything it technically qualifies as a roast but you wouldn't boast about it uh, so yeah that's the that's the only book I've read Toby Carvery of sentences <laughs> I've only just learned what Toby Carvery is what, what? I've never been to one no like uh, in, in the last year or so because I believe they have some um Roundabout uh, Haverhill because it's Essex. I don't know if there's any in. It's the best place to go on a Sunday if you want to hate yourself and fall asleep. I can do that without a car. Because you no, not properly. <laughs> Sounds like someone hasn't discovered wanking yet. No, oh no, ask the hat. Wanking. I can't read. Right. So you can't. So, so I would have I, to read Ross Kemp's Moving Target to you. Which, yeah, that could be a, that right could be that. a Patreon After special. After Toby Carvering. After at a Toby Carvering. And a, and a wonk. <laughs> and a wonk. <laughs> a wonk. Yes. Bloody wonk. Having a wonk. I can't read. I, I'm a big fan of Audible, as listeners know. I do occasionally try to read books. Um, I got one recently called The Medium is the Massage. So it's a very arty-farty book, and it's one of those books that people, if you're in creative industries, say read this because it's really interesting it'll change your perspective on on media and stuff and i'm always like you don't know me uh but it is it is very interesting because he talks about how the the emerging medium of television is going to ruin everything oh and it's exactly the same conversation that people seem to be having about the social media all that kind of stuff it's it's exactly the same conversation that this guy was having about television in the 70s wow so just repackage all of this and have a new book about 
rivals on Facebook or whatever, and it would totally work. And I, I don't know what to do with that information, but it is the most recent book that I read. That sounds like a very interesting book. Yeah. Oh. It's the way the book's presented is very interesting because there's like little bits of, like it's quite uh, arty graphic design. Like there's bits of different size text just all over the place. It's it's like it's less frustrating than House of Leaves because it's much much smaller. No, um, oh. <laughs> that's just, just reminded me of House of, of Leaves. a man who has not yet finished House of Leaves, <laughs> yeah. like all of us. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Ben books go. Just pick um, one. There's some on the wall. There's, like, there's fucked on here. That's why I think the several copies of June. I just finished American Gods by Neil Gaiman. Nice. Not my favourite Gaiman. Mm-hmm. Had... As in the book, not Neil. <laughs> not Neil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Neil is my second favourite Gaiman, after Hans. <laughs> Hans Gaiman. Yeah. The um, one who took over the Nakatomi Plaza that time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it was all right. That's had a, a lavish adaptation recently, hasn't it? American Gods. Uh, it was on TV, but then it got cancelled. Ah, okay. Yeah. But it was enjoyable. I, I think the, the Ocean at the End of the Lane by Neil Gaiman is probably the best thing that I've read that he's done. I read lots. Be more specific. <laughs> Have you books, read though? any good books that you would like to talk about on this podcast now? Have you read all of Terry Pratchett? No. Oh, have you read all of Discworld by Terry Pratchett? I've read most of it. That's good, isn't it? Yeah, it that's is. forty-one goods. Forty-one. Is it forty-one? Yeah, Ben's books? taken my question and times it by forty-one, which is not in the spirit of the question as asked. Oh, I'm sorry. Pick one Discworld. What's your favourite Discworld book? Uh, Reaper Man. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Because it's very good. That's a death. great reason. Death, <laughs> death doesn't want to be death anymore, so just fucks off. Oh, yes, I've heard about that one. Yeah, yeah, okay. And goes and works on a farm and calls himself Bill Dor <laughs> because he can't think of a decent name. <laughs> and, yeah, there's there's the, a raven called Quoth, mm-hmm. which is a funny, funny it is joke. very funny. Yeah. I've got the Satsuma Complex by Bob Mortimer for Christmas. I've not read oh, that nice. yet. Oh. Uh, I, I had, I've got a Harry Hill's novel um, Flight from Death Row is the most intensely surreal and it's really hard going because it's just very strange Laura saw Harry Hill last night with her dad I, I would just see that material being tried out in Brighton a few months ago oh really oh, it's nifty. probably one of his best ever yeah, I love yeah. Harry Hill that's one of his best ever stand up yeah, yeah. shows what, Harry, what was Harry Hill doing with Laura's dad well, he was performing. Liam was making the sex gestures. Sex gestures. Yeah. Guilty. Uh, he was doing a live performance. Oh. Yes. Interesting. And Harry Hill was watching. I'm da, going da, to... Da, da, da. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to go see Ricky Gervais soon. Nice. Yeah. Well, he might be. It's probably going to be rude. He might be rude. He's, He's very a rude. rude. Boy. He's a rude boy, yeah. I'm going to see uh, Philly Wang Wang. Philly Philly Wang Wang. Philly Philly Wang Wang. And Garth Marenghi. Oh, I've seen Garth Ringer as well. Are you actually at the Coin Exchange? Yeah, yeah, at Coin Exchange. I missed the oh, first round, my f- brother got hit. And I got, uh, you saw on Instagram, right? I got his book, it says yes. Good Luck With Touch Your Bleed in it. Which That's I'm fun. very excited and pleased by. Um, yeah, I'll see you there. Yeah. Perhaps we should, we should call together. Just for nice friends. Nice friends. Nice friends. Are you going alone? No, I'm going with my bros, but if you want to come oh, and nice. have a drink and stuff, we do that. No, they sound awful. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're like, they're just two more of me. <laughs> they're just similarly, similarly aged, bald bearded men. Are you, hang on, middle child? Oh, it's so ruthless when they just know, isn't it? Yeah, I am. The middle child. <laughs> Do you know what? That's something. Something that, about your constant cries for attention. Really, yeah, feel middle yeah. child to me. That I, that's I constantly get. 
Oh, two brothers, yeah. In the middle one. Oh, fuck, <laughs> yeah, I mean, clearly, you can tell by the cloying desperation in my entire yeah. fucking demeanour. <laughs> Great. Not all of my life. Yeah, yeah, the entirety of me. If you, so my you, struggle for validation. Next time it's your birthday, I'm just going to write the word validation on a piece of paper <laughs> and wrap it up for you. I did, I like to... So, for what? So for my older brother's birthday, he wanted... Like, quite often for my older brother, I'll get him vouchers that relate to gaming because he games sure. a lot so I go for, for game or for like you know game pass or whatever and for example the kind of thing that tends to go on between my brothers and our cards is I wrote in kind of quite well drawn graphics this card costs £25 <laughs> but the 25 was housed inside a biro goatsy that I'd drawn <laughs> and I timed it so he opened it in front of my mum <laughs> and stuff like that and I think the last time I did I spent a really long time doing a very detailed flaccid penis nice and I do like to draw so I use like a nice pen I took ages on it <laughs> and I drew stink lines on it and it just said the word flaccid penis and then I didn't bother to write his name or <laughs> sealed it up and gave it to him I love it <laughs> me, me and my brother do odd shit with cards as well like we, so we we quite often will get each other like deeper sympathies cards mm. for birthdays uh, one year, he my favourite of his was he he got it's the bo- it's a boy, scrubbed out the word boy and just crudely wrote birthday, <laughs> <laughs> and then I think that same year I got him one, which was a child's birthday card, um, and it had a train on it, and then inside as a Simpsons reference I wrote I choo choo Tuesday, nice because his birthday was on a Tuesday. Nice. I did what I bought off with Sympathy Card once and I put a fake dedication in it and then mm. crossed it out and put my message as if I'd stolen a, a, a discarded <laughs> with Sympathy Card. <laughs> you, gotta, you know, I got to admit, the time I did the knob, there was less, there was less thinking in that, but I spent loads of time on the knob. So, like, my, uh, when my dad and stepmother got engaged my aunt did send her a deepest sympathies card <laughs> <laughs> that's savage though yeah that's that really funny s- that sounds like something joan rivers would do <laughs> my dad also always used to forget to give people like birthday cards and christmas cards Be like oh it's in the drawer at the office uh, so one year my aunt for his birthday bought him an office drawer <laughs> and i was like oh, she sounds savage i love it yeah. uh chaps shall we do one more and then then dot 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 ellipses podcast podcast <laughs> this question better be about Rod Kemp Ross Kemp Rod Kemp Rod, Rod Kemp. Kemp the lesser known Kemp the, the porn Kemp he's, he's the not from child. Child Ballet he's not from EastEnders <laughs> he's a fusion of Rod Hull and any other Kemp DNA to create oh, some fuck? kind of hyper Kemp what's <laughs> it's palpable disgust here right, is this meant to be a short one doesn't matter, we picked it out, so we have to do it. That's how the hat works. Develop a game show. <laughs> Come up with three rounds and a scoring system. This is All fine. Right. This is fine, no, no. Come We've on. got like a couple minutes. We're so. in the pressure cooker. It's like that Stephen Graham film, Boiling Points. I'm going to film this in one take. It'd be do really we tense. take one round each? Let's. Who wants to? Have oh, there needs to be an over, over, overarching theme, though. Okay, we? overarching theme of. Coincidence. Oh. I would know. <laughs> I mean, you know, just spitballing. Please. Mine would be called Who's That Anus? And I think you just Ooh. take it from there. Who's That Anus? Okay, <laughs> can you develop that into three rounds in any way? Well, I think I can, actually. Okay. I think we can go sort of along a line of 
if I was to follow it grammatically, who's that say? Who's that anus? Round one. What's that anus? Round two. And then why is that why anus? Is that round anus? Round three. So they're all contextually like. So the first one would be picture round. Who is the celebrity owner of the anus? I yeah, suppose. Yeah. So whose is this anus? Historical anus as well. Mm-hmm. Anus. I don't know. Anuses. Anuses. <laughs> Uh, what's that anus would be anuses from the animal kingdom and perhaps fictional characters very nice and then why is that anus is more ponderous like it's just why is that anus and can we have the little sting that happens before why is that anus the question can just be a big question mark with a little sphincter yeah. as the oh oh yeah. la la right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Something. This a nice is brown question mark. Mark. Are, we, are we not going to have a sniffing round a snipping round snipping oh snipping well that could be that could be what's that Liam yes. disgusting yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this was, this we're talking about serious things I do think also you need to like going back on an older model of doing things I think you need to establish up front who's going to host who's that anus it's normally Jimmy Carr is oh so we get because this is 2023 so it'd be one of those big shiny floor Saturday night shows mm-hmm. with Jimmy Carr Jimmy Carr I don't know too too deliberately funny and he'd kind of go like oh travellers and gays when he's you know <laughs> when in actual fact what he sounds like yeah that's what he sounds like I sort of want like uh, in a way I would like like Roy Castle he is dead which is a stumbling block yeah. but someone wholesome someone nice to come out I and do the anus talk I would say you want either someone whose whose name would be some kind of pun like Claudia Winkleman <laughs> <laughs> yeah. or you get someone really austere and beloved like Sandy Toxvig oh yeah Stephen Fry Stephen like, Charles yeah. Dance Charles, Charles Dance. Dance his first game show yeah, yeah who's that anus I all, saw... always like Tywin Lannister series very dour very so I unimpressed. Full just suit of just... plate mail. From a, from a purely logistical broadcast perspective, there's a special place on, well, anuses, but there's a special place on weeknights where you get the highbrow quizzes, right? So mm-hmm. you get back-to-back university challenge and only connect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Paxman has Parkinson's disease. He's retiring. Yeah. Do we retire university challenge entirely and then put in that slot, what, who's that anus? Keeping in mind as well, I think we've been away from from a, from a shiny floor thing, a bit of a more kind of cerebral. Maybe who's that aimless is only open to you to university. I don't students. think they should have a shiny floor because if someone wears a skirt, then you'd be able to see their aimless. <laughs> there is, yeah, and th- that would be a spoiler. That's yeah, that would be yeah. a spoiler. I think the short the, it would be a kind of dull beige. I think the floor. Oh, the um, floor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wait, like, wait, wait. What? I'm not in a position to speak to any specific anus at the moment. Do but... we have a, a <laughs> as like a tiebreaker? Yeah. One of the, okay. So is it contestants or is it teams? I think teams. Because I'm, teams. I'm, yeah, I, I, teams. I, I want that kind of. I want it to fit in nicely next to Only Connect. As a tiebreaker or some sort of bonus <laughs> round, I think you should have something where one of the contestants has a live camera feed on their anus throughout the show and they get bonus points if they manage to go completely under the radar here's the thing yeah no I think this is how this would work yeah you have a camera on your anus. Jackson's changed his position. In well, order to well, has it fo- focused on or actually... No, no, focused on to see the right. anus as, as, as observed from the outside. Nothing mm-hmm. internal. You would then be subjected to... to, to Verbally, situations that would be quite challenging to you, sure. things that elicit an emotional response. But yep. here's the thing: no one knows whose anus it is. 
and they have to guess by how your anus twitches. Oh! So if they were to say to you something like, if you're scared of spiders, Ben, and they were like, oh, well, I know this fact about uh, how tranches lay eggs in your brain or something, your anus would probably twitch, and then they'd look around the room, and they'd, they'd, obviously it'd be a very a large screen. Where, yeah, everyone would be able to see it. Very large screen, and but you have to guess which... You have to guess which person's anus it is. <laughs> but then the people whose anus it isn't are trying to make you think that it's their mm. anus. Mm. Exactly. So they're they're, they're yeah. having to respond to the big anus on the screen and like oh yeah. move their body and or try, not move their body and, into and a true connoisseur <clears throat> of anal twitches would know yeah you know it's it's very much the the twenty first century polygraph maybe we should have David Mitchell presenting who's that anus because That's then because then works. only Connect can come on and Victoria Corrin Mitchell can just go uh, enough of that arsehole yeah um, she would love that because well. they're married Liam she, they're married, married. They're together she would love that married, yeah. yeah. Um, Couples fight. I still sort of want Charles Dance, though. I, I don't know if we could have David Mitchell in the anus equivalent of, of Dictionary Corner, maybe. So he's Dick just got like a. Dictionary Corner. Corner. He's just got a famous ass fact from bygone it. Anus days. Annex, we will call it. Anus, anus Annex. Annex. Yeah. End of, the, end of Charles Dance's desk. Anex. Anex. <laughs> to, to save valuable time. Yeah. <laughs> it's not smart if it's not a portmanteau. <laughs> <clears throat> so yeah just who's that anus I just um, um, yeah I, scoring system uh, I, oh. I like it when they do tens or fifteen. no fifteens like in tennis because what the fuck yeah mm. I like that I, I sort of wonder if there should be a, a, a system for docking points a la university docking. challenge docking docking yeah. a mm. system for docking um, that goes on under the desk how would this score I don't I'm, I'm unclear how to, how to devise a scoring system for a quiz show <laughs> Well, normally it's one point per correct answer, or sometimes they do shit like QI, where it's just fucking madness. <laughs> it's just absolute madness. Yeah, yeah it'd be then, minus a billion points or whatever. But then, yeah, you're not really watching for the scoring. I think there would be an no automatic money. penalty for any kind of unkempt or dirty anus. Ooh. I just think because there's an expectation that you bring your your A game, yeah. and I, I think I think if you had like a dirty anus, it'd be like, well, you know, you've already you're down. Well, you've let down the team. You've let down the team. Yeah. Do we have like a um, a Radio Four system where if there's any like deviation, <laughs> repetition, or the third one, flatulence, flatulence, flatulence? I agree. Yeah, I think there you is. Get to, you get to buzz. I in. think there is because I mean, you you you're always. I think the thrill of who's that anus would be. You know, there's always the potential that someone such as Maria Lafrostrup could could defecate on live television. I'm assuming they're celebrities. <laughs> like, I don't know. They could just be like someone from, you know, King's College London. Yeah. Accidentally yeah, defecating. Graham so from Burnsley. <laughs> Graham from Burnsley. Yeah. Yeah. But that's something you would go into. You would participate as an audience member at home and in, in, in the studio yeah. on the proviso that there might be defecation of... Well, that's the visceral thrill. Like, <laughs> you might you go on a game show because you might get gunked upon. You found the VT, the visceral yeah, thrill. the visceral yeah. thrill. Um, so, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm into it. Because it's, it's unhygienic and it's humiliating. It's, it's, it's a high-stakes show. It is. Yeah. It would have to be. It's a high-stakes show. Uh, we could have the very spicy foods round. Well, I think, like, what would happen? <laughs> there'd, there'd be a buffet before. Oh, certainly. Yesterday, we gave three members of the team of Indaloo. Oh, no, no, it'd be like, kind of, okay, so you can have room-temperature prawns. <laughs> we can have this undercooked chicken, or this rice that's been out for three days. And here's, here's a glass of prune juice <laughs> yeah, for prune, you. Prune juice, Red Bull, and black coffee. <laughs> <laughs> These are all the things that are available. <laughs> When you finish all that, you can have a cigarette. 
and the line of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then it's on to the bouncy castle with a lot of the <laughs> Bouncy castle. Just to properly get it all I mixed think, together. I think that, as part of a scoring system, those who choose to consume things from the buffet are automatically like, well, you ate a handful you get double of points. Is, so is that the point? Like, you... <laughs> Okay, so if you get a round wrong, whoever loses a round, you then have to eat something from the buffet. <laughs> that limits. The t- so all anuses are on display at all times. Yeah, and I think I think like the real gambit. You can gamble all your points to let Charles Dance tickle you. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see if you can hold it together. Full eye contact. <laughs> Contact. You're being tickled by Charles Dance, having consumed room temperature prawns and undercooked chicken. <laughs> Love it. Wait, um, I just always drag it down to this, <laughs> don't I? Every time. There's a there's a playlist of episodes that are very much about the butt. They were all the Jackson episodes. That better be what the folders called. <laughs> very much about it's the bass. It's like totally addicted to bass. But I was thinking right, it's all about the... that bass, but very much about the butt. Now that's what I call butt stuff. Title number one, I'm a knife. Right, cool. Title number two, deepest sympathies. Title number three, who's that anus? I think I'd, I wouldn't want to go who's that anus a title. I want people to find who's that anus ah, organically. Yeah. yeah. What was the first one? I'm a knife. I'm a knife. Wait, so was so that shit I said about Frank Miller was recorded? Yes. Okay, I'm all right with that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. I think so. I can't remember. Deepest sympathies. Deepest, deepest sympathies. Deepest sympathies. Yeah. Fine, absolutely. I, I agree. Jackson, where can people find you or your endeavours online? My endeavours, yeah. Well, our movie that we made, Liam, is at touchably.com. And then uh, if you put Valverde Broadcasting into YouTube, you can hear me sort of violently veer between pretentious film studies wank and then talking about willies and poo. (laughs) So That's the binary. That's the binary, yeah. Those are the two gems. Those are the two... (laughs) 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 Fucking hell. Yeah, that's what I mean. And now you can go, well, I don't want to find you. And I agree. I agree. <laughs> and look, look, a very important part of marketing is actively putting off people that wouldn't be into you anyway. Right. It comes to you out of anger. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. Ben, where are you online and why? Uh, I'm on the Instagram at Spike Pearson, P I E R S O N. Why? Uh, so I've got something to say during these bits. There you go. That's very, very impressive. If only I was listening. I'm at LT Guitarist. I do fuck music you. and stuff. <laughs> no, Ben. Fuck you. No one cares. I'm at Jackson Jackson 83 since we're doing Instagram. Since we're doing Instagram. Um, yeah, it's Instagram now since since the man took over the thing. And that's all we'll say about that. And what's mm-hmm. your Instagram? Write in to BBC Television Studios. <laughs> envelope to BBC Television at Brick Lane. Care of who's that anus? <laughs> To be opened personally by Gabby Roslin. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck is Gabby Roslin? I love to think that Gabby Roslin is that's all she does now. Yeah, see, Ben remembers She's Gabby Roslin. She's just in a room opening all of the envelopes. She got busted down to the mail room. G- Gabby Roslin and Alice Beer <laughs> working shifts. I have two names to Google. There you go. Good Good nice TV presenters. Bye, people. Bye! I need to expel some urine.